0: Are you ready now? Okay. <laughs> the food's good. <laughs> <so> good. <laughs> what did you make today? This bar, I made um, so it's been hot in San Diego because why it's August. Mm-hmm. But I made I don't know I can't pronounce the Korean name. It's like oi, which I think translates to cucumber. But the translation that I think is monkey I love. She makes a bunch of Korean food. I've been watching her YouTube channel for years. Yeah, she has her own cookbook out and i ran across on her tiktok where Mm -hmm. she made this cucumber cold soup oh nice yeah and i'm a garlic girl it has garlic in there it has green onions and it has like she had a red chili i couldn't find that so i put my homegrown jalapeno in there it's so good but so spicy (laughs) and then she added tomatoes so i added some uh one tomato just on top of it and i figured michelle and i it's a hot day here i have the air conditioning running so if you guys hear that in the background that's what that is. But I figured we have our normal snack that we have. It's not champagne, but like bubbly wine. And um, I was like a cucumber cold soup because it's hot out there. And tiny pickles. And tiny pickles. And fruit. Mm-hmm. And this soup is bomb. It calls for fish sauce, mm. but I didn't have fish sauce, so I substituted it for salt. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. I think it. it worked out really good. Yeah. No. I put a tiny bit of jalapeno in there for my garden, and it's kind of kicking Michelle's butt right now. But I keep eating. She does. So <laughs> but all right, now that y'all know exactly what eating, grab your stuff, grab your book if you read along with us, mm-hmm. grab some food because you know it's lunch break. What grab a we, drink. Yes. What would we be without a drink and some food during lunch mm-hmm. break? Right. Um. Yeah. Sit well, back, relax, and enjoy our rant. No. Just, <laughs> Honestly, that's what it's going to (laughs) be. So yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, We are here on episode 36. Talking about Harrow the Ninth, the second book in the Locked Tomb series by Tam Zimir. Tam Zimir. I know this episode's a little delayed, but you know, we had to have a little break and have some like... Life happens. And I had to go to (laughs) Comic-Con. She had to go to Comic-Con. And I understand why she had to go to Comic-Con. Because it's Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And honestly, sometimes, like, this is a passion project. It's going to go work for what works for both of us, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. But it also gives us enough time to finish the book as well. Oh, yeah. Like, it took me another week to finish the book. Yeah, because she didn't start the book. <laughs> the week we were going to record eventually. Oh, I was like, you know this has 54 chapters, right? I was like, yeah, this is fine. And I got to the Friday, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, my God. But... But now I know. But now you know. But (laughs) it's giving, we love to read. It's giving healthy hobbies. It's giving emotional damage, emotional damage. (laughs) All jokes aside. (laughs) Um, Let's take a moment for past Stephanie and Michelle for not reading the character pronunciations, the house breakdowns, and other information given to us in a physical book, (laughs) even though we had it with us. Yeah. Um, But... Not this time. This time we went in ready and still a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I think I'm kind of crazy enough that we'll, is that a normal thing that we'll have the audiobooks books I remember about you and then sometimes we'll still get the physical books? Right, because yeah, yeah. different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still love a physical books. Especially if the physical books have a really cool cover mm-hmm. and like really cool like stuff inside like extra bits. Yes. Like this one has all the, uh, the bits. The bits of, like, character analysis and, like, extra um, notes and stuff. I don't know why. I don't know anything about D&D, but it gives me vibes of D&D a little bit. With all those information towards the in the book.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. you yeah. wrong with that? Yeah. No. You're
0: not wrong. Because I think they, how informative I'm like, okay, are we going to have, like, a... It's like a textbook. Yeah, like a, it's a, like, a physical layout book for a board game. It's so, like mystery files. or Yeah! Anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But all right, Michelle, now that we know now that we're back, can you do us the honors of setting the scene? Oh yeah, I will. <laughs> no. <Here we> go. <laughs> Let's see. Our amazing spunky weirdo necromancer Harrow has finally ascended to lictorhood at the terrible cost of sacrificing Gideon. <laughs> I loved Gideon. The only living person she has ever cared for. But, I love this is a lot of the only living person. It says a lot about that. There's yeah. a lot to unpack there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but becoming the knight to the emperor is not what it seems. In fact, everything seems to be terribly and confusingly wrong. Mm-hmm. Her powers are not what um, they are supposed to be. Her memories are not what we know happened in the last book. Mm-hmm. Madness and confusion rule. And God, a.k.a. the Emperor, seems to go by the name John. What the heck is up with that? I don't know. But literally, she just addresses her like, and God said. And I'm like, wait. The hell? (laughs) Who's God? Right? (laughs) But you find out it's the Emperor, and it's like, she worships him. Mm -hmm. Also, excuse me, sorry. Uh, Harrow is haunted by a corpse that refuses to stay dead. Sounds like some exes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she's supposed to carry a heavy-ass cursed sword around that makes her sick and i say cursed because i didn't realize it was cursed until after i finished the book and was reading wikipedia really anyway we'll get into that <laughs> uh, half of the book is in second person narration and it refuses to make sense for two-thirds of the story time is wibbly wobbly timey-wimey Mm-hmm. everything is just so wrong and Herahawk, Nona Jesmus, seems to really be losing it. If you thought Gideon the Ninth was hard to follow, buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> because of the Ninth is straight up confusing. But I really think too, like, it could be written in that way to kind of showcase where her mind was as well especially having it in second person yeah um because it with having it that's one thing i noticed right like right off the bat i noticed the perspective changed in the book mm-hmm. which like gideon was in first perspective like in some points it was like the narrator but in other points it was like gideon talking like like she was looking at the characters right and in other points it was narration of like talking about what gideon was doing like flexing her arms or something with the second book right it was straight second person, so yeah. they talked about Harrowheart as an observation, mm-hmm. and maybe it was just to aid in the fact that like she's being observed, almost like her psyche. Right. Yeah. Um, because even even when something directly happens to Harrowheart, like I'm just saying, if she gets punched in the face. He'll say, "You got punched in the face. You got punched in the face, and you did not like this." And you're like, "Yeah." I know it's interesting yeah exciting. that was a creative little bit that i liked about it mm-hmm. but i kind of wish that i don't know it just um i felt like by the time we figured out who was talking like i had an evening throughout the whole time but by the time we find out like who was talking in second person it was um a little too late to like really redeem the book hmm for you, yeah. yeah? for me, yeah. Yeah. Because then at that point, you're like, oh. Okay. It's like two-thirds of the book is done, and now we figure it out. We get to the juicy bits, which is, like, amazing. hmm Like, amazing juicy bits. I think the thing is, too, like, you know how a little bit Starky character sarcastic. hmm Gideon, right up that alley. So then, like, losing Gideon, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn a little bit more about Harold Park. And right, yeah. You do... But not really. Yeah, I just thought she was, like, she wasn't my favorite character to begin with. So I was really trying to like her. Yeah, I was think. excited to see more about her and, like, her personality and stuff, like, blossom in this book. But, like, it kind it did. of remained flat. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> but. Sorry, we're eating a super. break. Soup break, it's so good. Mm-mm. It's just salty, tart. Mm-hmm. The sweetness brings you back, but like refreshing and cold on this hot summer day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So um, I loved the character. I, the characters had so many freaking names in the series. <laughs> I think was the second book to, or the first book too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it just it it was kind of. Hilarious, so I had to write them all down. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Harrow, and then she goes also goes by Harrowhawk, Harrohawk knows Nona Jesmus, blah, blah. and The Reverend Daughter. Yes. And then you never know because they have so many different names yeah for each character. you like, are these new characters or the same characters? Right. And then there's Ianthe, mm-hmm. Prince Princess of Ida, mm-hmm. the pale twin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Emperor Undying. Well, she's not Emperor Undying, but she's... There's Emperor Undying. Right, that's a different character. Emperor Undying. Bone Daddy. First of all... I said that one. <laughs> that's- that should have been his name from the start. Honestly, like... You know, um... The anime... Eerie on Ice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor? Mm-hmm. I was picturing him as the, um... Emperor but with dark hair, obviously. So I was getting definitely bone daddy vibes from him. And I was like, I vibe with this. (laughs) This is sexy. Anyway. Bone Daddy. Daddy. He also has 25 names he goes by. One of them is God. One of them is John. First of all, Bone Daddy should have been in there. It should have been on the list. So that I added it, you know. And we got Augustine the First, Saint of Patience. Mean-souled little man. <laughs> and there's Mercy Morn the First, Mercy or Saint and Joy. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't very joyful. Um, Ortis, Gideon the First, hashtag not our Gideon, right. saint of duty. Definitely not our Gideon, but saint of duty. Yeah. And then there was Wake, um, the sleeper, and also Commander, wake me up inside. <laughs> fucking... Uh, Emperor said that. At all. I laughed out loud. I was like, "The fuck did you say?" Like he had some snarky comments every once in a while, and yeah. it was like, "The fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're God. You're Emperor. What are you talking about?" <laughs> anyway, I had to add that one because that was hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, those are like the main characters in this book.
1: I mean, there's so many other.
0: Yeah, but the ones that we. You, s- you see a couple from the first book, mm-hmm. like Gideon and, um, Corona, Corona Beth? No. Um, Camilla. 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 Yeah. yeah. But, um, Gideon doesn't show up until later in the book. Chapter 44! What chapter again? Chapter 44. She doesn't show up until chapter 44. And there's 56 chapters. <laughs> about. That was my favorite chapter, obviously. Me too. No, Chapter 30 is a good contender <laughs> with the fucking, the threesome. Oh, my God. I was just gonna, I was just oh. thinking about that. That? And I like the fact, okay, first of all, they think Hera Hark is, like, two. Because mm-hmm. the way they're trying to shield her from that, even though she's 18, they're like, oh, no. She's a baby. She's, like, two, five. She's nine years old. Right? Well, she's 18. But the rest of them, I think they're, like, 20s to 30s. So they're like, oh no. But they're also like over 10,000 years old. Yeah, but they look like. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, we can't show her this. And she's like in utter shock that they're getting ready to have a 3 I mean, it doesn't help that she's like super small and like sickly looking. Yeah. So she probably looks younger than she actually is. Well, remember, she does told them she's what, what, 15? No, she's 18. Oh, I know, but she's like about her age. And they're like, how old are you? Oh, yeah. And she's like, 15. <laughs> <laughs> so remember at last book, I had the question of who they were fighting Okay, yes. When we finally figured out who it was, it was um these, like, Leviathan monsters called Resurrection Beasts. They're, like, yeah. massive. I think they're, like, size of planets, right? Yeah. Okay. And they're slow and massive uh, revenant creatures by, like, they're created by sudden murder of planets, I guess. Mm. Or, like, the... No, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's more, like, the creation of the um the first lictors. Okay, I think I think so too. Yeah, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. So like over ten thousand years ago. So they old as fuck. They old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, aka Emperor John, because I, I do remember reflecting, and he's like really grieving about that cause, since he's like the first of it. Yeah, he was like on his planet the first. So like, remember the the first house we went to on the last book. Yes. Where they're doing the, the whole like puzzle stuff yeah. there on the planet. That was the planet that he was on that got um blown up. <laughs> um God said, oops, over 10,000 years ago. Like there was a massive, like, I, I don't know. It sounded like nuclear, mm-hmm. like planet wide destruction. And he was like the last person's alive or whatever. And he became the first necromancer. Mm-hmm. So then he resurrected um Augustine and Mercy Morn and Or and Gideon, mm-hmm. which is not our Gideon. Should we just say Ortis? Ortis. Ortis. Because it's like it's little so confusing. Is it like Gideon's body but not mind and soul? No, it's Gideon the first, which is a totally different character. Who, oh, she yeah. was named she was named after. Yeah, I remember that. Because I do talk about her mother as well. Yeah. We'll get into that. Um but so he was the first necromancer he created all this and then he um but it was kind of confusing at the same time cuz there's other character who is the not the sleeper cuz that's Gideon's mom it's another necromancer she's the girl in the locked tomb
1: mm-hmm.
0: his cavalier yeah they had the perfect like bonding where she didn't die when it, she they became a lictor became like this you know the lictor yeah, process so absorbed with it, essentially they right die. right but like apparently there was this thing where it was like like the perfect win they don't die and he didn't share it with anyone that i didn't understand why he didn't do right i was like why didn't he just it, it was mentioned and then everyone was mad about him what well, do you think it's, i think maybe' cause but like why didn't he share it i don't i don't, I don't agree. Maybe. But he like only But like he cared about all those people yeah. that died back then. That became lictors. Mm-hmm. absorbed them. Anyway. I was mad at him. I'm so mad. You're uh, mad at God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. The backstory there. Sorry, today's food is hit. <laughs> Excuse me. It's so good. Oh good. I don't know how strawberry. I have to admit like this book. The last book that I had trouble keeping up with, which was, like, the storyline. hmm Sorry, I mean. Which you... one was it? Your first book? Gideon? No. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, i was saying, like, it's funny, like, sometimes, like, I was reading the book, mm-hmm. and you're hearing it, and then she's, like you said, the time, the timeline kind of jumps a little bit. hmm So, for me, I had, I struggled to kind of keep up with the book. And, and this one? Well, the other one as well. but This one I definitely struggled. The other one being Gideon the Bird. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about completely different book. Okay. No, no, no. Like, not Gideon the First. Ha ha! Gideon the Night. Yeah. But yeah. Ah! Hot pepper! Hot she- pepper! <laughs> that was a big chug! No, no! All right. This book was set up to be like a wait, good wait, mystery. Take, take your
1: time, no, <laughs> I to talk through it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, take your oh, time. Another sip, another sip. Talk through the pain. Okay, I'm gonna have a cheese. I'm gonna have a cheese. Mm. I was spicy. Remember, we can edit these out. <laughs> no editing, just straight up <laughs> silence. <laughs> we just put like the elevator music in between <laughs> our pauses. <laughs> Heavy yeah. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. yeah, this would be definitely like it's refreshing already, but it's definitely refreshing with rice. I like it. Me too. Definitely would have again. Mm-hmm. Mikey wouldn't like it though. Mm-mm. But you can have it without the jalapenos. That's true. I can get it you can make it non-spicy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I feel like you would enjoy the spice with me. No. So if you don't include the little kick we get, you think you would like it? Mm-hmm. No. He doesn't like tomatoes, so you don't have to have tomatoes. That's actually not. Like oh. <laughs> well, when you make the soup, Michelle, you can put the tomatoes and the spice with you, or you're like, no, you're dealing with it, Mikey. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I just got spicy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why is it spicy? <laughs> but it's so good spicy. <laughs> oh we're down the wrong pipe. Spice. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So okay. okay. How oh, did you see Disney Plus is making Aragon the show? No. Yeah. Are you guys gonna watch that three times? I'm too? so fucking excited. <laughs> It's probably not coming out for like one or two years, but they announced production or like meetings to start production. Ooh. And that's really exciting because, like, we were just talking about that on the podcast how they should make a show. Yeah. On Disney Plus, literally on Disney Plus, because they're doing really well. They made a movie that you guys didn't like. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that. Talk about what? I don't know what you <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, now they're like... Um, they're making a, a new show. A new show. So never made before. Never made before of the Aragon series. And I'm so pumped. So pumped. Never made before? Never made before. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I feel like that statement's not accurate. But you know, what do I know? <laughs> How would you know you never watched it? <laughs> I feel like I can Google it though. But okay,
1: okay. <laughs> Are
0: you okay? No <coughs> The spicy soup went up my nose oh, no. <laughs> and down my breathing throat. <laughs> you mean me <your> to? Yeah. <laughs> and now it feels like I'm breathing fire. <laughs> <laughs> Her breathing throat <laughs> She went down my breathing throat <laughs> I'm supposed to like
1: Your eating <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a new medical term. New medical term. So this one's my mm-hmm. eating throat. This one's my breathing <laughs> one. <laughs> Cutting edge technology. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Right? I can't. Okay, I'm not okay. going to drink the super anymore. Okay, I'll take it. No, I'm saving it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Poor leader. My precious. <laughs> my precious. Oh. Okay. 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 Okay, 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 okay. This book was set up to be like a really good mystery but i felt it fails falls flat Mm -hmm. you know when like no clue is revealed until the very end of the book it's like a mystery for the sake of being a mystery Mm -hmm. without any like conclusion until like the very last second i don't know well which because sometimes mysteries like the books give you clues and people solve it way beforehand Mm mm-hmm so, maybe that's what the author was trying to omit. Like, you don't figure anything out until the end of it. Maybe, yeah. But I just found out more about myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not a mystery gal. Yeah. I, I'm a fantasy gal. I want the spice. Mm hmm. Not, not down your breathing throat, though. <laughs> um but I just like I think it's because for me like I think this book definitely has a target audience mm-hmm. I think for me I read books to kind of I always say it's like books are the cheapest vacation I could take to so like I'm already I'm an Aquarius I already right. overthink about a bunch of shit yeah so when I read a book I want to be taken away from the world that I'm with, living right now yeah and then thrown into a completely different world Fair. and so while I have this book and it does do that I don't want to have to do a lot of, like, work. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't mind, like, the character development aspects of things, or, like, how, like, mm-hmm. what's happening in the plot, but I like a good mystery. I don't want to play Clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I felt like reading this book, I needed to get one of those, like, whiteboards or, like, yeah boards to, like, put all the fucking clues up on the wall to mm-hmm. actually figure it out, because I couldn't. Mentally picture it in my mind. In your mind's eye, yeah, my mind's eye. Your mind. Well, yeah. So, like, I think this book just was not for me. Yeah. As excited as I was, because, Mm -hmm. and I also think it's because of the character. Because at least I could still enjoy aspects of Gideon the Ninth because of the character Mm -hmm. and still follow that. I struggled with Harold. I don't. I didn't like Harold as a character. Harold Harold Hart as a character, like in the first book. Yeah. She was just annoying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and snobbish, and then so now we have a book that's completely in her perspective, and the annoying snobbish person is out. Doesn't know how to grieve properly, but it also slowly going insane. And right, and it felt like her character was a totally different character, right? Because I know you from know. the first book, because mm-hmm. you were looking forward to having like her character development. Yeah, she didn't have it, but like a little bit. Mm, I think we were looking more for, mm-hmm. yes, she knew she was grieving, yes, she'd been through some stuff, but a little bit more of her backstory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's maybe why you didn't like it. Because you didn't get, I mean, we haven't really got too much backstory for anybody besides Gideon and Harrow's and how they found each other and how her parents died. Yeah. But like, Gideon's a cool mystery still. Not really. At the end oh, of the book. I should say like, her mother aspects. Not really. Mm-hmm. Well, it is because like it's hard to figure out. I only know this because I read the Wikipedia afterwards. <laughs> so if you didn't, so you- I did a deep dive after this book on online. Okay, but I'm saying to somebody who didn't do a Wikipedia, story, right? Yeah, I can see because uh, I was super confused after this. I was like, you shouldn't have to do a deep dive. You shouldn't book. Have, you to. have to. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's just like you need all these extra bits that like to really make this book good or like certain maybe certain things that other people read and like have an interest in it focus and they're like oh this was a clue
1: mm-hmm. and maybe
0: I don't know, maybe if I would do a reread I, did, I could catch it yeah but I'd have to be bored yeah I, I don't know it was interesting the information I found out afterwards mm-hmm. about who her mom was and like what exactly happened mm-hmm but there's so, you know what it is. The book just bombards you with like information, you know, yeah, information, but like dialogue, just dialogue, yeah. And I think that's where I got lost most. I'm like, what is happening? There's so much talking in this book, like, I
1: don't
0: know. I think that's what really lost me and so I'm like, this character talking about this, and then I'm like, why are you having a threesome? I mean, like, not gonna question why you're having a threesome, but like, why are you having a threesome? <laughs> Like, where's yeah. the sexy scene? Where's the spice? Where'd this come from? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Michelle, I just saw your notes. Yeah. You didn't realize that Anthony was missing an arm for half the book? Half the book! I didn't realize that her arm would like, I I think I sort of remember, but it didn't really, like, come, like, present itself to me mm-hmm. until, like, she was, like, getting her arm back from Harrow. Like, the scene with her making the skeleton arm. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that makes more sense now that she couldn't really do her caval like her like sword stuff. Yeah. But you don't remember like this point where like I guess Harold Heart approaches her and she's like I forgot exactly what she asked, mm-hmm. but like I think comes back, like, she's like, Tom, I need my arm back. And like she slams the door on her face. Oh, uh, do you remember that now? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like part of me with that story- I think I blocked it out. <laughs> but I do remember that now. Okay. I, I mean I get it. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's funny, like, with Ianthe, I was like, get over it. You lost your arm. I get it. Yeah. But, like, every conversation? <laughs> yeah, it's drama queen. What? Ianthe? I- no, never. There was, like, a whole, like, love interest there, too, with Ianthe and, and Harrow. Like, Ianthe, like, really, like... I feel it was, like, unrequited, though. Yeah. like, Ianthe like, I- was all for it, and Harrow like, was like, you're weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I also feel like she, that vibe was also there in the first book as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, Harrow was more focused. And I think Gideon, I feel like it was like a love triangle, if you're going to compare with it. So I feel like Gideon was kind of like, eh, I can't fucking stand Harrow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like somehow, in her twisted way, Harrow actually liked Gideon. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was always picking on her. Mm-hmm. And then you had Iambi who liked, I wouldn't say love triangle, because nobody else likes Iambi. <laughs> But yeah. Like, and they liked Harrow. And Gideon slowly started to feel something towards Harrow and being amazed by her mm-hmm. towards the end of the first books. Right, yeah, yeah. So I feel like they have their own thing. And then I Faith just unrequited because she's like, fuck. Yeah. But like also, Gideon doesn't think Harrow loves her the same way.
1: Because
0: mm, yeah. there's that whole thing where she's like, oh yeah, no, she only <coughs> loves the girl, The the. the, the the dead girl in the locked tomb, Mm-mm. and she doesn't love anyone living. Like, get over yourself, Ianthi. And I was like, but Gideon, mm-hmm. she does love you, right? But she's just—this <laughs> is just her way of showing it. And she just doesn't have any emotional intelligence. Uh
1: huh.
0: I'm dipping my tomato because I drink all my juice. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Straight eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> you know this food's hitting, though. I mm-hmm. had uh, you guys know that, I don't know about you, Michelle, but mm-hmm. every time we record, I do, like, a fast because I know we're going to have a feast. A fast with feast. Yeah, same. I mean, it is lunch break. Oh, my God, but that kiss in the beginning of the book with Ianthi and Pyro. Boo! <laughs> it was so fucking awkward! It was. Well, I was like, that's kind of, like, some spy shit right there. No, spy or spice? spy. Okay. Because because, that was like, not spicy. It was like, no. Mines. No, no, you're right. But like, you know, she didn't tell her, like, why she kissed her, mm-hmm. only to, like, probe her with, like, information to see, like, if she has her original jaw and yeah. tongue still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the contract that she made with Pianthe. Yeah, because she was like, the only way you can figure it out is you have to... Cause so she's like, does she ever And in my head is so weird, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, she's imagining like an, an anteater, like, the tongue yeah like nope yeah yeah that's a good and I'm like ew yeah I'm like Anthony, you better be smart about this and be like realize that this kiss meant nothing (laughs) oh well Anthony's a bitch so if she gets her feelings hurt that's fine with me like yeah that makes sense yeah half the time I felt like this book was an alternate timeline yeah okay so, like, the memories of, like, the last book were different because Gideon wasn't in them and Ortis, Ortis was there. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking happening. I would say that's why I was lost most of the book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There were some parts where I was like, oh, that's cute. Or, oh, I like that. That's funny. But then most of the book, I was like, um. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. But it was kind of interesting after you, the fact, you find out, why it's an alternate timeline is because Harrow did something to her brain where she forgot Gideon to, yeah. like, save her soul or something instead of, like, absorbing her properly mm-hmm. as a, um, a lictor. Did she would, do that? Because I know she was trying, she didn't properly absorb her. Mm-hmm. It was, it kind of, like, blocked her out mm-hmm. memory-wise. Yeah. And was she doing that to save Gideon's soul or to save her soul? I think it was Gideon. Yeah. And that would make sense because Gideon, we dream towards the book. When does Gideon come back into the story? Chapter forty-four. Okay. Um, <laughs> just in case you guys forgot. But when she does arrive, you know, I was talking to Michelle off like when we weren't recording. Mm-hmm. One thing I felt liked was the perspectives <coughs> let you know who the character, was, which character was talking. Yeah. So the third, the whole time the first, the second book is in second perspective. Yeah. And then when Gideon does decide to pop up, it jumps to first perspective. Um, mm-hmm. It's only a cue for you, if you don't notice that, a couple of things she does say,
1: mm-hmm. like, I told
0: you to do sit-ups, or I told you to do pull-ups. Yeah, And you're, and like the snarkiness and the yeah. way the characters addressed. I'm like, that sounds like Gideon. And so she's doing, she didn't absorb her properly to save Gideon's soul because she felt so bad about it. But part of me is like, That might explain why you're fucking crazy right now. Because you're and like, I feel like. He did a lobotomy on yourself. Yeah, because I feel like she's supposed to be a, a, a proper um, lictor. Yeah. But because she didn't do it properly, and she's she, a smart little cookie and she. I don't know. She's like half a lictor. Yeah. Because you know, she wanted to save her true love. Mm hmm. True sarcastic love. And then during her, like, in her. Gideon's, like, in her psyche. Gideon's doing her own fighting. So. Yeah, I do like how that switched up like that for that quick second. You're like, wait a minute, this perspective is different because it goes from like you realize that you were stabbed in the heart, da, da 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 da, to like how many times have I had to tell you that you need to do some pull ups, and you're just <laughs> thinking, wait a minute, that's not the same perspective, right? And it's such a subtle thing. Yeah, so I do admire that 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 switch up there. I think that was clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but. Maybe it's just a time in my life, Michelle. Right. I don't need this book right now. I don't need to think. I work on customer service. Yeah. I don't need to think anymore than try to save my self-preservation for stupid questions that gets asked me. Is this the spa? <laughs> <laughs>
1: right?
0: Oh, no. Did I forget to tell you it's called the word spa is in the name of my work, too? Really? So when people ask me, is this the spa? Oh, right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, and it's no. the, it's right above the walkway. I don't think so, man. <laughs> okay, my favorite non-Gideon <laughs> moments. <laughs> I'm you reading your notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad when I was writing these notes. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, my favorite non-Gideon moments were when Harrow created a skeleton arm for Ianthi. And also when Harrow cooked soup for the first time (laughs) and made a skeleton come out of Ordis's chest, like the scene from Alien. Oh my god. Because she put her own bone marrow in the soup as, like, the meat substitute. (laughs) And everyone was like, "Mm, this is really tasty. Oh my god, this is so good. And they're like, what did you use as meat? And she was like my bone marrow. And they were like, what? <laughs> a skeleton coming out of her just because the whole time Ortiz was trying to kill her. Yeah. So she's like, I got you back, bitch. I don't know. I thought it was, <laughs> the alien reference was pretty good. I just think it's, like, who in their right mind goes, you know what I need to use? My own body parts. Uh, hero, apparently. She's psychic, psycho. Yeah, she's psycho. And when I told Michelle I was making a soup and she's like, bone soup? I'm like, bitch. For me, I'm not putting my own body parts in this. <laughs> I refuse. Um, I'm reading your notes, Michelle. Yeah. Love juice? Really? Where is that at? Love juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's okay, to get to that, <laughs> let's start off with um Why Harrow is haunted. Since you seem to understand the story more, educate me. <laughs> fucking wikipedia
1: is a lifesaver
0: i didn't i just one of those people i'm like i shouldn't have to google it no i know yeah but no let me know let me know okay so um harrow um is haunted by what i thought was the undying corpse Mm -hmm. but is not actually it was gideon's mom yeah the girl who fell from the sky while like giving birth (laughs) to gideon Yeah, no. So the sword that Harrow was holding? Yeah. Gideon's sword? Yeah, I thought it was Gideon's sword. Right. So, like, when her mom died, she became a revenant, which is, like, this evil ghost spirit kind of thing Mm -hmm. that just, like, hangs about. And then she she tried to attach herself to Harrow, but couldn't or something, Mm -hmm. but attached herself to Gideon's sword eventually. At some point in the story. And that's what makes her say. And that's why the sword is making her sick the whole time, I believe, Mm because it's cursed. And she's haunted. And um, so her mom, so her mom, to go back in time, um, 19 years, you know, before Gideon was born, Mm -hmm. she was a, I think I put it in the notes, Wake, Gideon's mom, a rebel leader from Blood of Eden, Um, impregnated herself with the Emperor's love juice that she got from Augustine and Mercy Morn so she could get inside the locked tomb to figure out its secrets because he locked it away for a reason and he told no one why she was, this lady was inside this tomb. So the way to get into the locked tomb, the only way was to use his DNA. So... (laughs) They thought that if they got a ch- child from him mm-hmm. that had his DNA, they could use that blood or the child. I don't know if they're going to kill the child or not. It was unclear. Um, use them to get inside the tomb. So <laughs> Augustine and Marcy had a threesome and got his semen. And then like did some fuckery with it. And... Uh, impregnated this other chick, Wake, who was a rebel leader on the other side of the cause, because mm-hmm. Augustine and Mercy are like, "Fuck this shit. We don't like these secrets anymore. We're gonna go against God." Mm-hmm. That makes sense. He was so willing to do the other three so Right. Yeah. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, let's do this again." Um, mm-hmm. But he had no idea that they took his love juice. Yeah. How do you not know that? I don't know, but like, I don't and know like snuggled it out but they did (laughs) and they gave it to her and she's like I got impregnated with it and then like then you see um, Gideon the first track her down because he got wind of the plan Mm -hmm. so he went to go kill her so in the space shuttle above the planet ninth planet she she induced birth and gave birth to Gideon um that she didn't name. She was never going to name Gideon.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that makes me even sadder.
0: I know. She yeah. she actually was like, I referred to you as the bomb. <laughs> yeah. And Gideon's over here talking to the fucking skeleton bones of her mom saying, oh, hey, mom, I had a great day. I was, I learned sword fighting from my favorite person. Uh, but Harrow Hark is being a bitch and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, I, I love Gideon. She's adorable and she's like, needs a fucking hug. Makes that me makes me really that it. makes me really sad that she's like, talking to her mom's dead skeleton. Like, I knew that! But like, her mom didn't even care about her at all because she was just a means to an end. So Gideon the first goes and kills the mom Wake and um, as she's falling down to the planet that She's using her oxygen to save the baby. And why is that if you're not going to even name the child? I don't know why. Mother maybe instincts. might Maybe Mother instincts, or maybe she's like, well, maybe the child will live somehow, and they can f- finish the mission later. Right. I don't know. So Gideon survives and is named Gideon because the mom's last words were Gideon, Gideon, Gideon. Mm-hmm. It's like screaming it in her ghost form. When, they, when the necromancers on the ninth planet resurrected her ghost to figure out, hey, what's happening with this? <laughs> um, that was her last words, and they thought that she was naming the child Gideon. Mm-hmm. Or were scared for the child's life. But no, in fact, it was just saying, oh, hey, someone's killing me, and his name is Gideon. Boom. I'm gonna eat some more champagne. Good, We got another bottle. So, um, uh, The trauma! Yeah, trauma. I'm gonna take a drink. (laughs) Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna take your soup away from you. No, wait, I'm gonna bite. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get the big chunks It's refreshing, right? My tongue is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't! I I told you I had to take the big (laughs) chunks! That's so good. So yeah, her backstory with her mom is like, that was pretty intense. Well, because you're like, you want a happy ending for her. Mm-hmm. This is someone who's been talking to her mom corpse. or bones. Right. And to find out that the mom was even in the neighborhood. All right, yeah. Well, now I'm traumatized. You're welcome. Welcome to the club. I mean, I was traumatized before, but now I'm doubly traumatized now that i understand it. Thank you, Wikipedia. Michelle's filling her wine. No, strawberry juice. (laughs) That's so good, though. I think my favorite quote, though, of this entire book was when um, Gideon stepped into the room with Emperor and um, Augustine and all the lictors and stuff that we Mm -hmm. talked about. And she was like, I'm not fucking dead, and, <laughs> and then the emperor goes, "Hi, fucking not dead. I'm dead." And I was like, "The oh, fuck." That was like my favorite quote of this book. "Hi, fucking not dead. I'm dead. I'm dead." I was like, "Shit." And that, so and you're like, "Oh, do so you do know well I'm your child?" Right. Yeah. And at the same time, you're like, "Where's the child's? Dead? That's a dad joke. Yeah. I was like, he went straight dad joke right just, there. And just so you know, your dad was starting to have a threesome in front of the girl that you like. Mm-hmm. Just, just in case you don't worry about that. Family anyway, dynamics are a little off. Wow, you really did get all of those. Food. I mean, I got jalapenos. But you got jalapenos. I know, right? And, no worries, you don't have to finish it. I can just toss it out for you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay one thing not one thing but one thing of a million things <laughs> why were they killing planets in the first place do you remember that the lictors would go out onto the planet and They're just right? like suck it dry mm-hmm. they were doing it in the first half of the book yeah um because Do one does create more monsters, right? I was like, one does create more monsters, but I'm like, I didn't understand why they were doing it. Maybe they explained it and I didn't like listen to it or whatever, but like I figured maybe it was so the monsters didn't get stronger from eating the planets when it was like coming for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't make sense. Um, or maybe it was like to replenish their own necromancer magic. I'm not because. They talk about in space they have no magic unless they have like the bone dust or skeleton yeah. on board with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like maybe they need to replenish their magic with these with killing planets. But I'm like I don't know if that makes sense either. So if anyone knows why they were killing entire planets in this book, uh, I would like to know. If anybody would like to go from start to finish this entire book, or oh, let us know, let us know. <laughs> Because I feel like I don't have a big enough brain to comprehend this book. I just don't think it's... It's like, there's just books out there that like, people rave about. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. This just wasn't the book for me.
1: Yeah. And
0: I figured maybe I would catch on to it. No. No. Yeah. And that's okay. I think I would reread the book from chapter 44 and on. <laughs>
1: you mean after Gideon shows up? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I think I would just go back and reread the bits because... Those are the best bits. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I would reread this book from start to finish again. I would. Maybe if I was like the last book on Earth and like there was apocalypse or something, i be. Like, it wasn't Ooh. that bad. <laughs> I would definitely be more interested in somebody just like who understands the it. ins and out, like who throwing like explaining it. I feel like I need to go on to like book talk or YouTube and see other people talk yes. about it. Yeah, so that might help because i was reading some reviews on on, on goodreads mm-hmm. and i really vibed with um the reviews for the two stars that they did mm-hmm. i was like yeah this makes sense then i go and read like the the four or five star reviews and i was like but like why do you? <laughs> i don't know what do you mean so like what what were the two stars two star reviews about what highlights that you just like pretty much what we were talking about, mm-hmm. yeah. And then what were the four star, five star movies? About? How good the mystery was, I guess. Mm. Yeah, just definitely for people like that's what you're saying mm-hmm. who like solving mysteries. Yeah, who like that? Who who like who can kind of read between the lines? Yeah, if you want to be Sherlock Holmes, this is a great book. Yeah, for you, I think. If you don't, and like I, that's why like this still is sci-fi, still fantasy, mm-hmm. but. I think that's what I like. And, I'm, and that's nothing wrong with that. And I think in the first time of histories of our podcast, I really don't have a review for it. Right? Because I don't think it's fair for me to say, like, if you're going to say, did I like the book and review it off of that, eh, mm-hmm. I'll give it a two. Yeah. But I also don't think it's fair because I just don't think I'm the target audience. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's fair to be like, it was a horrible book. Because there's parts of it, I you know, like just looking at the the nuance of it, I'm like, I feel like it's a good book. It's just not for me. It's just like the ins and outs, reading between the lines. Yeah. And then like the time, it's just not for me because I read a lot of the books on Audible, and I'm driving, and like my focus isn't there. I'm listening to it. It could be a lot of things. You could be a lot of the things. Day, yeah. Like it's just not for me. Yeah. And I would hate to say that some, like that something is a horrible book because I didn't like it or it wasn't for me because there's books that's out there, fair yeah there's books out there that i love like the mortal instruments books. Mm-hmm. i love it and there's some people out there who just can't stand them mm-hmm. there's some people who just think it's dumb and i absolutely adore those books those are some of my favorite books that i have cassandra clare mm-hmm. but some people don't like it because they're like oh i don't like the characters no, i don't like how this is showing that enough or i don't like how the plot is this this, and, this. and i'm mm-hmm. like okay that's fine but that doesn't mean it's a bad book right yeah so for I don't me, know. Maybe a second read would wouldn't be bad. I might. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. i It prob- might actually be good. Yeah. I'll probably put it on. Start over again, like if I'm cleaning the house or something, to mm-hmm. like really get into it. And I'm not focusing on dying. Yeah. Or uh, trying not to die. I should highlight that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't because I've tried. I can say this. We gave it a good try. Mm-hmm. We read the second book.
1: I don't
0: really have an interest in the third. Yeah, I don't know. The third is gonna be, because like, I kind of want to see what happens next with Gideon and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the last little bits in the book, like the the epilogue, mm-hmm. um, bit with um, I think it was Gideon. I'm not sure now. <laughs> um, lose not knowing who the so, like, the perspective was, like, they don't know who they are. Oh, And I was, yeah. like, I don't know if I could do that again. Of <laughs> another, like, lost memory thing. But I don't know. I'll probably read it. Not for the podcast. Maybe for, like, a side page. Yeah. But, like, next year. Not when it first You're, comes like, out. you out. I'm tuckered out. I'm probably not going to do it, like, when it first comes out in a couple months. Yeah. Uh, which it does come out in a couple months. Uh, Nona the 9th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but probably next year, because I'm kind of interested. Okay, but I'm not gonna buy the physical book because um, like, I will borrow this. Thing not to me. be like rude or anything, but I just don't like the cover.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm expecting
0: more like I really don't I'm interested. I don't like the covers. No, it just doesn't vibe. Like the first two covers, badass, badass. badass. The second, the third cover, I'm There's like you're like, mm-hmm. and I'm like. What is this? It doesn't even like match the other two covers. Like, I'm I'm sorry, but like, it doesn't vibe with me. So I'm not gonna buy the book. I'll, I'll get it on Audible. Yeah, or I like, agree. or like the library or whatever. But I'm not gonna buy it. Right. No need to buy it, but maybe listen to it next year. Um, <laughs> next year. But yeah. So everybody knows what I would personally rate it. I, I would say two if I had to rate it. But I want to honestly say, like, I don't want to give this a right. rate. It's just not for you. I would probably give it a two still. Okay. One for um, the instru- the interesting information, like the the lore. or mm-hmm. really like that. And two stars because Gideon <laughs> finally shows up. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gideon, Gideon saves the book. She saves the book, honestly. So oh, yeah two stars for me but that doesn't mean like i don't know take it with a grain of salt i guess it's just my opinion so. or our, our tiny jalapeno <laughs> yeah but i would say it's definitely the target audience if you like reading between the lines solving mysteries mm-hmm. like go for it yeah and like attention to detail go for it if you just like spicy spicy scenes in books and fantasy hi my name is stephanie I will be um, your recommendation uh, connoisseur. <laughs> no? <laughs> but not with this book. No, There's no spicy in here. No, The only thing spicy about this whole scenario was the soup <laughs> that we eat. <laughs> not the bone soup? Not the bone soup.
1: <laughs> I mean, could, I'm sure used... stuck a little bit with it. I you. think it needed
0: more salt. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, so as you guys know, if you guys need to follow us, follow us on Twitter at Lunchbreak P, Facebook at Lunch Break P, Instagram at Lunch break underscore podcast, or TikTok at Lunch Break at, uh, underscore podcast, no at either, so at Lunch Break <laughs> underscore podcast for the TikTok. Yeah. But we're really excited to be reading the next book because we're reading this, another author we've read before. hmm sarah j mass we've been seeing this all over tiktok all over instagram and instagram yeah and we've actually been interested since we've read her thorn of court series yeah in this series as well so i'm excited that we're gonna be reading crescent city
1: mm-hmm.
0: next i house of earth and blood i have no fucking idea what this book no is idea about. but it's about fae okay no more fairies we're going back into fae yes <laughs> mm. yeah we need a fae break like the beginning of the podcast, yeah, and now we're going back into Fey because we need like with the same author, but you know, yes, I feel like life has gotten a little hard for us, so we need an escapey. I think so too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited because there's, I think, what two books in this series so far? Yeah. Oh no! Why do we always fall in love with duologies? <laughs> like, because they're short and sweet and simple. It's great. I want. I just want. But then we like yearn for more. Exactly. Oh, all right. But I'm still psyched. Yeah. Crescent City. Look out for it. Follow us. Cause you know, I've already bought the book eons ago. I've been waiting to read it. Mm-hmm. I've been patient, Michelle. She has. I've been very patient. Yeah. So hopefully this book doesn't let us down. Hopefully it's like right up our alley. Yeah. I'm this excited. Me too. So again, Crescent City, if you want to read it with us, get the book. If you just want to get spoiled rotten, uh, just wait to the next episode episode 37 yeah anyway thank you so much bye bye